rude attitude, Judy. Are we recording this? Attitude, I, I Judy. That's right. My best Judy. <laughs> my best Judy's. You're my best Judy. There's a third person here. Are we recording? Oh, good. We're keeping all this awesome. For the intro. Hello, oh everybody. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode uh, of the community. Of the community. Still, yeah. <laughs> We're still the community. Today is a silly, punchy day. We have added another member okay. <laughs> of the team. Yeah, Mason and I are going to take a step back, and we're no longer going to be the hosts. And uh, <laughs> Ash is taking over. J.K. Rowling. I don't think I can fill You'll be either fine. of your shoes. You'll be fine. Because I'm a size 8. Speaking of shoes. They didn't sign up for this. <laughs> you do have cool shoes. They're red. So, um, we're 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 adding Ash to the team as the official <laughs> social media manager. Yeah, of the community. <laughs> Ash, pew pew. A previous guest on the community. I'm gonna figure out what episode. Oh, okay. I was like, are you really just gonna go hit your Instagram now and be like, you're on your own, Jared. Good luck. <laughs> I, I'm going to say episode six. I'm going to say seven. You're both so wrong. Wait, I think it was Four? later. Eleven. Oh. Whoa. I thought it was earlier than that. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. How many have there been so far? 19. 1,300. Well, this will be the 20th. Wow. This episode. Oh. Episode 20. That's really exciting. Yeah. We've got to stop with all this singing. I know. Like, I know it's infectious, <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Let us know if you hate when we do that Or that you like it or don't mind Check a box Check a box <laughs> Leave a comment in the <laughs> The comment, comment section, section. Yes. So this is the amazing reveal For the past two episodes <gasps> That we've said We have things coming I am shook. It's me It's Ash So for the people who didn't listen to your episode get, Tell us about you Hey folks I'm Ash Not Ketchum Um not catch them. I'm 22. What? I've aged since I last spoke to you all. Um, I go by she, her pronouns. I identify as bi. I work for Vans. And I know how to media the social. What does that mean? The, the, <laughs> I don't know. Our qualifications were cool shoes and social media experience. So Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Catch me posting on the story. <laughs> interact with me. Share your favorite music recs. Share what you like to cry to. Tell me your queer hero. Your queero, if you will. Already doing the work. We, <laughs> Thank you. We, oh, I guess it's truth time. We may or may not have been slacking with our internet presence. I know yeah. I'll admit that I was. Yeah. Occasionally, I would check in on things, but I think it's good to have someone um, who's going to be more interactive than we have been, and I'm very happy on a personal level that Ash has been willing to come on board and help out. Thanks, Ash. Oh my gosh, you are so welcome. Great fashion sense. These are very important for when you can't be seen on the internet. (laughs) I have a face for a podcast. (laughs) i I have a face for radio that's for sure but i think (laughs) you're all so cute that's let it go 
That's true. Um, Let it go. No, why did I say that? (laughs) It's a day. Brian Um, was like, why are you trying to look nice? You're just doing a podcast. (laughs) Be like, Brian, I always look nice. I was like, that's That's what you should have snapped back with. So I'm excited about this. Um, If I guess if unless otherwise stated, if something comes up on our social media, it's it's from it's probably the one and only. I'll have a sign off name. I'll have like a graffiti tag. Oh, but a a Insta tag. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's not to say that we won't occasionally be on there talking talking to the masses, but Ash is kind enough to come on and give us a hand yeah so be nice not that any of you talk to us we have a very nice audience and we're very <laughs> respectful kidding. totally kidding except for you know who you are you know <laughs> everyone's sitting in their car now like, like <gasps> is it me <laughs> <laughs> they've yeah. stopped listening oh to this minutes into don't even worry about it um <clears throat> so do we want to just get to t- today's episode or no no i don't all right how's your day ash how are you today i'm really good are the lovely get the host let's start over the lovely person we have here with us today on this beautiful new england day it is really beautiful out come and help us out i've had a good day i made stir fry for the first time nice i spent more than enough money at a pin and patch store i kissed someone (gasps) it's been a good day nice just a random stranger or No, I have a partner now. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But... Which is bananas. B A N A S I thought it and I was like, nobody do it, please. It's bananas. But yeah. So I smooched them nice. and then I came over. Perfect. How's your week? This week? Gigi. Yeah, we should talk amongst ourselves, amongst each other. Uh uh um my week was all right. Uh, my new job, I think, I can't prove it, but I do think they were trying to kill me. <laughs> all right. This was, it, was a long, it was a long week, but no, it's the weekend and it's beautiful outside, so no, I didn't have a bad week. It wasn't bad. You got some mail? Yeah, I got a bunch of uh, Amazon Prime stuff showed up. I try not to, you know, I feel bad. With like the number of boxes that they send, I always recycle everything. But still, it's like what a waste of like time and resources. Oh, I, that's not where I thought that was going. Oh. I thought you were gonna say I feel bad about Amazon. Well, what, it's th- hard that they're becoming like a. They pulled out of the New York um, thing. Yes, yeah. they did pull out of that, and yeah. Uh, I yeah, they pulled out of having one of their warehouses there. It's it's hard. Yes, stuff. Um, you know, like where we are right now. There's a very famous uh, world-renowned college close by that doesn't pay taxes. And a lot of people who live locally to this area, yeah, they don't pay, they don't pay, hold on, B doesn't pay taxes. (laughs) What? And they're, they probably own, I think they're the number one property owner in the city of New Haven. Why do we have to beep that? I don't know. Let's put on blast. Um, but yes, so sort of a similar thing with Amazon, you know, the, their incentive or the way that they try to bargain is we're going to come and open a place there and create hundreds, maybe thousand ish or whatever number of jobs, but then they get huge tax breaks and all that other stuff. So it's sort of like a double edged sword. It's like, cool. You gave everybody jobs, but like, but also you're not paying your fair yeah. share 
to whatever state's government that you're in. And you know that there's going to be somewhere out there that's like going to say, Amazon, yeah. come here and you don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> I was trying to be like, stop so Ash can call. I have it to does, call. It um, well, yeah, that's exactly it. I, there's a like a distribution center. I don't know if it's FedEx or UPS or Amazon or whatever. If you take if you go 84 into New York State, mm-hmm. maybe 15 miles in on your left hand side, and that fucking place, you, it like that building is so large and so long, it's like it, you can't see the end of it from the highway. It's like the Jeez. curvature of the Earth starts oh before God. you can see the end. Of it. I'm just freaked out with Amazon because I have a friend who works for Alexa. Mm-hmm. And like, Mm-mm. I would never. They mm-hmm. listen to you all day. Seven mics. It doesn't matter if you say hi, Alexa. They are listening to you. Yeah, I I refuse to get an echo. Or well, the phone. There's the new to. to do with the phone cameras. My phone's Apple. probably listening to me. Yeah. Well, that it that they can turn that on remotely from. I mean, that technology. That's not a, nothing new, but I guess that's like some new big to do that you're camera on your phone or even the microphone can like are you ever talking about something and then you'll go on your phone and an ad will pop up mm-hmm. for the thing targeted ads that you like, were talking about i don't even buy nike why the fuck yeah i've never noticed that that's like, why i have a vpn what's that a virtual private network oh um it just bounces your ip address around right yeah it essentially it takes your like in normal networks your IP address goes to the website that you visit right. and then gets bounced back to your phone. So then there's that connection between the website and you that allows for the ads to come up on Facebook that say, oh, you just went to this website. Yeah. The virtual private network bounces your IP address to a virtual private network that then bounces it to the website so that the website's not getting your IP Can't address. You. It's Yeah, it's like, Is it's an free? extra step. No. Um, I think I pay a hundred dollars a year for mine, um, which isn't bad in retrospect. What but, yeah. filthy business are you up to? Uh, <laughs> I had a friend recently say that um, I didn't even know that private browsing or private windows on Apple was a thing till like a year, maybe two oh, years yeah. ago. And they were like, "Oh, I turn that on when I'm uh, in, uh, researching." <laughs> That's when I do it. That's the most logical time. I wasn't going to say anything. Anyway. <laughs> when they are like researching gear, music oh, stuff. Okay, so then yeah. that way their ads don't get targeted to them. Where it's like, I just was looking at the Vox AC30. Like, I don't need to be bombarded with amplifier ads now. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to research, you know, some Mesa Boogie amp or whatever. Yeah. Or when you're looking up flights. Because don't they increase prices the more you look at? Oh, but yeah, that? based. Uh, I yeah. think I think the, there is some algorithm for that because based on how many people are like, because then they're like, oh, there's a demand for this, so we can charge more. Yeah, yeah, it's based on where you're located. So True. the virtual private network that I use, you can decide to have oh. your network bounce to. Uh, I think there's Washington D.C. There's all the way in China. There's like I think 15 or so different places. Oh, so okay. apparently, people who have the time that I don't have will go and order um plane tickets depending in where they're located Mm -hmm. and they'll get it cheaper depending on where they their ip address is getting bounced to and from you went off the rails how are you this week mason Mason. i'm good um oh i have uh one piece of news Mm -hmm. i have an official uh surgery date for (gasps) my hysterectomy nice congratulations um oh my god 
It is, let me make sure I get this right, April 19th. Oh, so my God. I will be out of commission for two weeks. That's so soon. That's not bad. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Turnaround time, recovery yeah. time. April 19th? Maybe you guys can do an episode oh. without me. Wow, the day before 420. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Coincidence? I won't be smoking, that's for sure. Doc. Not that I would anyways. No. I don't think Jared would, would ever want to host something with me. Christian heart. Um, no, yeah, why not? We could do that. We could go down that road. Oh, my God. Sure, why not? We have a it's, lovely rapport. Do you guys oh, only begun. like to interview people from Connecticut? <laughs> <laughs> what? Funny you ask. Our episode oh, this week. <laughs> my lack of professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be the the king of of transitions as always. Funny you ask. There, the answer is no, Ash. Um, yeah. We just interviewed someone from <laughs> Seattle for Ooh. this episode. Yeah, Micah was lovely to lovely enough to come on and share some time over the telephone. Our first telephone interview. Telephone. There's a song. What song is that it's, exactly? Uh, telephone. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I knew. You got it. That's yeah, um, so we are more than welcome to people being interviewed across the world. So Yeah, cool. <laughs> I've got oh. some friends who are queer Perf. doing things. Yeah. Um, you should talk to them. Oh, I have, I have a news that I forgot to tell you before now. Um, we're on Google Play. Ooh, oh, woo! nice, nice, nice. It nice. took two seconds. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't do it earlier, but we're on Google Play. I got to say, this is a weird thing uh, to just randomly drop in here, but uh, so what's today? The 16th? I have no idea. Yes. All right. So Thursday was Valentine's Day? Yes. Just, I don't know, this is going to be like a week or more after that. Yeah. But just so anyone, just so people, I just want people to hear this, uh, Valentine's Day is bullshit and you don't have to, (laughs) if you were selling, if you were alone on Valentine's Day, it doesn't fucking matter. Don't, don't feel bad. Romantic love is not the only Fucking kind garbage. of love for Valentine's Day. Oh, better put. This is why. This is why you're. So I will sh- say this was my first uh, Valentine's Day spending it with someone, but I've always loved Valentine's Day. Really, I have. I I every year since I was a kid, I've made homemade valentines. Um, like up until college, I was making homemade valentines for people. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of love in me. And I have a lot of love for myself and for my friends and for my family. And now for another human. You know. But it doesn't have to be just romantic. I mean, yeah, it's commercialized and like it's a Hallmark holiday. Yeah, that kind of sucks. But whatever. Like, it's a day to. And the day after is fun. You get discount chocolate. Chocolate. Weight in those heart-shaped boxes. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Go to your local CVS and fight uh, old ladies for those. Sure. Yeah, chocolate tastes the same even if it's shaped in a heart. (laughs) (laughs) It's just cheaper that way. You heard it here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, So on this week's episode, Michelle was awesome enough to take time and come and be on the show. Yeah. From Seattle. All the way. All the way. So. Thank you, Ash, for joining the team. Thank you, Ash, for coming on board. Thank you for having me here for a good time. A good time. And hopefully a long time. I was going to say, and not a long time. <laughs> so starting today, you can catch up with Ash on that you Instagram. Can, uh, 
catch them with Ash. Hit them stories. I think we're going to end it there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See you folks next time. Have a, great, have a great week, everybody. Bye. Make good choices. Welcome to the community, everybody. My name is Mason. I'm Jared. Welcome to this week's episode. <laughs> um, this week, we have our first over-the-phone guest all the way from Seattle, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And go ahead and introduce yourself, give your name, your pronouns, and anything that you want to immediately share about you, and then we'll dig in a little farther. Hi, my name is Michelle Scrappa, and my pronouns are they and them. Um, something immediately I can share is my cat is right underneath my legs and you may hear him today. <laughs> <laughs> He's here. Is this Riku? 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 Yep. Riku. You got Riku. it. His pronouns okay. are he, him as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I think the first question I want to just dig in with is what was your first experience um with anything queer like your first vivid memory of like oh like that's something oh this is oh, a- that's a good question um my first experience anything queer well when we were young my parents brought my sister and i to p-town <laughs> which i always mess up i'm never sure if it's providence or province town Ah, I Pro- never know. Pro- Provincetown. I, it's the Provincetown. best. I love it. It's okay. the best. Yeah, so they brought us there, and they had no idea that it was like this gay oasis. <laughs> um, or maybe they did. I don't really know how much they knew, but I remember feather boas, rainbow feather boas sure. everywhere, sure. and very scantily clad humans. And the thing that I most remember is there was this big-ass yellow boa in the back of one of these like out of these stores that are there. And I wonder if it's still there all the time. I haven't been back since I was a kid, but that was my first queer experience where I remember asking like, what is different about this place and why isn't our house like this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what they told me, but I, I cottoned down at that point. Like this place is a little different and maybe a little better than what I'm used to. So you can thank your parents for making you queer. <laughs> That's pretty much what I'm getting at. Yeah, I'm gay because of them. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, mom and dad. And <laughs> if I had to guess, I'd say that boa probably is still there in one of those oddity stores. Man, I hope so. It was very Britney, pre-Britney, so. Oh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... When did you kind of connect the dots and say, oh, that's something that is a part of me, too? Uh, So are you familiar with the show Grey's Anatomy? Yes. I've never watched an episode. (laughs) You know what? That's probably a good thing because it's 15 seasons in now and you'd have a lot ahead of you. I'm still watching. But back when I was, what, 15, 16, something like that, 
I was watching it. It was in its first season. It was so good, and it was so mesmerizing. And me and my sister were in high school at the same time, so she was a grade ahead of me. So it was really cool because when she was a senior, she was very popular, and so I was not picked on because she was very popular. Bonus, bonus. Yeah, so her best friend, they were born on the same day in the same hospital, and they have the same middle name, but they didn't meet each other until high school, which is so weird. Um, But her best friend really liked Grey's Anatomy. Okay. And so we ended up watching Grey's Anatomy together all the time, every Thursday, right? And I would go over hours beforehand to hang out with my sister and her before Grey's Anatomy happened. But my sister wasn't that into Grey's Anatomy. So she would leave. Um, And (laughs) eventually it became like, hey, like, do you want to lay in the bed and watch the show? We were like, sure. Like, yeah, that's totally normal for (laughs) friends to do. And then it just became like, hey, do you want to cuddle? Because this show is really sad all the time. And that was totally normal. And then eventually I was like, wow, all I'm looking forward to is every Thursday going to this girl's house. (laughs) And all I'm doing is going over hours and hours earlier than the show. Like the show's at 8 p.m. and I'm there at like, what, 1 o'clock? Come on. So, um, Yeah. (laughs) That's how I kind of knew. I definitely had a huge crush on my sister's best friend. And she became my first girlfriend, which was nice. (gasps) Oh. That's like a a very like uh, positive. It sounds um, uh, uh, healthy. The forming of a relationship. That's awesome. It was good. It took very much, very much time, and uh, she became the first person I ever fell in love with, and it was just delightful. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. We're already in the crying (laughs) parts. I know. Do you have any questions, Sherry? So I was just frantically writing on a piece of paper and passing it back and forth with Mason. Uh, how is it mm-hmm. that the two of you know each other? Mason and I? Yeah. Oh, Mason and I went to college together. Right, Mason? Oh. So, fun fact, I never actually went to college at that college. Oh I never <laughs> actually went to WestCon. You were never en- enrolled? Whoa. I was in... I was in high school, and oh I went God, with. That's right. Yeah, I went with my friend at the time, and I drag show. I think it was just to GSA in general. Did they have drag? Oh. They had a drag show at WestCon. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Hell yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Holy crap! You came to GSA, and then you met our what president at the time, or or vice president. <sighs> I, I could not tell you because I was there for so mm-hmm. long that I don't remember who it, you might have been president at that wow. point. <laughs> but you're I, funny story. You're the co-founder, right? Yeah. Yeah. With your sister. No. So I co-founded. Ah. That's so weird that you say that because in high school, my sister helped co-found the GSA that I then took over when she left. But in college, myself and Lauren Horrible founded the GSA. And Jess came a little bit later, and she would come when she wasn't even at WestCon and just come to the GSA meeting. So that's why I was confused. I knew, yeah. I knew you had both founded some GSA. Yes, <laughs> it's in the the lineage for sure. That's amazing. Sort of passing the baton there. That's that's awesome. Mason, you never went to WestCon. I totally thought that you were like totally matriculated and and dorming and shit. I think that you just think that I'm older than I am. <laughs> 
I that's probably true. Because that's I started true. I started going there when I was a junior in high school. Wow. Wow. Yeah. My brain is across the room on the floor <laughs> right now. Whoa. Because the, the yeah. Danbury GSA was just the high school GSA was not not to par. No bueno. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it happens like that sometimes. So what made you, uh, you know, decide at a new college to say, I want to start this and I'm going to make it happen? Uh, I think I had come from such a, uh, that's how I want to say this. Yeah, a flamboyant GSA at my high school. Like we were everywhere out and proud all the time. I wish, I wish I had kept a picture of what my car looked like on the inside. So I had this Dodge neon. It was, or was it Plymouth? Whatever one was before the other one. I think I had a Plymouth. I'm not very good with cars, but it was a tiny little green car. And on the inside I had like furry rainbow steering wheel, all of the pins (laughs) on my dashboard advisors, like every, every gay piece of, um, what paraphernalia that you could have short yes. of a dildo on my dashboard. It was everywhere. <laughs> it was all over the place. So gay. And I came, like I drove that car up to college and then I got there and I was like, Oh, well, I see gays. I think, right. Like I'm feeling these vibes, but there's no club. And what's worse is on the list of clubs, when you look it up online, there was a GSA or they, I think they called it prism because fuck politics. Right. But I think they called it, there was a gay club on the website. They touted having a gay club. So I thought I was going to get there coming from like a gayish high school into an even gayer college and like be able to join this already running club and this community of gays, basically like a fraternity of gays. Right. But it didn't exist. And I was upset and aghast and, uh, a very type A person. So <laughs> myself and Lauren Horrible, we were just like, let's start it. Like, you know, if we're not going to start it, no one's going to start it. So let's go. Uh, so we did. And it is probably the best thing that I've done in my young adult life at, ever. Yeah. Be the gay you wish to see in your college. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So 100%. You mentioned driving up to college. Where did you drive from up to college? Uh-oh. We're from New Haven. Oh, okay. Where Yale is and where the best pizza in the nation is. Okay, quick sidebar. What's mm. your, what's Okay, so we're currently in New Haven right now. I live in Westville. Oh, nice. What's your favorite pizza place? All right, I am definitely old school Frank Peppy's. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, oh. I'm 100%. 100% summer pie, Frank Pepe's pizza. Okay. Pep, Pepe's, Pepe's is fantastic. There's no denying it. Probably is number one strong. But the weight, because of that, oh. I always argue that I'm like, modern. Modern is, modern fan- is fantastic. Yeah, modern is decent. And you don't have to, oh, decent. Oh. <laughs> well, have you had Delanias yet? Is that how you say it? No, Delanias. I've never even heard of that. Where's that? Yeah, it's. I think it's D E L A G N A, and it's like the new up and comer in New Haven. And I've had it, and what? it was like outstanding. So good. I hope you have it soon. All right. I mean, I'm also a big fan of uh, you. Just if you go to Sheets, and then you walk right across the street, and you go to Brick Oven. 
Can't deny that. You just called it sheets. You, you couldn't, not three sheets, it's just sheets. Sheets, I don't know. <laughs> so I was having a conversation recently with somebody and they were complaining about something with three sheets and I just, I looked at them and I was like, come on, it's sheets. What do you expect? And I was like, that's the most New Haven thing I've ever said. Like, come on, it's sheets. <laughs> so Jared moved here like. We've lost everyone at this point. Yeah. Now. There's only like three people who are like, oh, great, local references. Like, yeah, I mean. I go to sheets all the time. Oh, I love it, yeah. Jared moved here maybe three months ago and four, and you're already a, a local. I was it's... coming here for ten years <laughs> before I moved here, yeah, so it's right. like I already knew. Where did you move from? Uh, like Bethel. Oh, not yeah. yeah, yeah. Welcome, yeah. Yeah, so I was coming up here for years playing music, and then uh, my life changed around, and I was like, "Well, time to like make some moves," and uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. So you obviously you know New Haven. You're well versed. I'm <laughs> um, versed-ish, yeah. Oh, okay. Mostly the gay parts and the pizza parts. That's where I go. Yeah, New Haven's gotten like super duper gay, super duper queer. It's pretty awesome. I'm really happy to hear that. Wow. So, where do you live right now? I am in Seattle right now. I, was I live right. in Ballard, which is like North Seattle. Uh, it's super cute. It's got the best farmer's market I've ever been to. Nice. Um, yeah, I really like it here. Right. Never thought I would live in Seattle, um, but it turns out it's really great here. What I do want to ask is I know you spent a lot of time moving from city to city because you wanted to like experience different places. Mm-hmm. And what made you kind of dig in to what, Seattle? What was the, the, the strong appeal of Seattle that made you set up camp? Hmm. I chose Seattle because of its queer appeal. So Seattle's one of the cities that has like rainbow crosswalks and a gay section sure. and is very very openly liberally um queer on paper, right? So uh I came for that just to see see what the queer community was like and see what it felt to live what it felt like to live in a place that is kind of like Disneyland, the way that it looks. Like, if you've ever been to Disneyland or Disney World, all of the rides, like the Jurassic Park rides and things like that, with um, all the ferns everywhere and all the really big trees, that's exactly what the Pacific Northwest looks like. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, when sometimes when I'm hiking, I'm like, holy shit, I'm in Disney World. It looks exactly <laughs> like this. They did a great job. Wow. Um you're but talking about add, dis- like- <laughs> all the set dressers who uh, work in Seattle, keeping yeah. everything up. Yeah, this is where they start their life, and then they bring it over to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> and so imagine that, but also add one of the most rad pride parades you've ever seen. And nice. they've got like, you know, an excess of queer bars and everything stays open pretty late, like, you know, two-ish. And there's a scene, you know, like there's a a big liberal arts scene here and it's okay to put queer on your uh, publications. It's okay to put queer on your advertising. No one's going to target you because of that. So I enjoy that fact, (laughs) but I think I've been here for so long because it's the social, like the social services, social work, kind of like capital of the nation. It's, there are so many nonprofits here. I've, it's amazing. You work in social work. <laughs> I, I, I do. <laughs> yeah. I'm a case manager at a young adult shelter and drop-in center downtown. So we serve 18 to 24-year-olds 
Um, and I'm the case manager for the overnight shelter. Wow. Yeah. Is this part, is this, is this what you went to college for or? Oh, hell no. No, I went to college <laughs> for English, English and professional writing and haven't used it since. Well, I mean, debatably, right? But not, that's not what I'm getting paid for. But I mean, talk about a noble profession. This is, you're doing, oh, hey, thanks. You're doing the real kind work. Kind of fell, fell ass backwards into it and love every moment of it. Oh, so That, that I, happens all the time. That's perfect. Yeah. I actually got into social work because of a queer thing. Do you want to hear that? Of course. Uh, yes. <laughs> I love talking about queer things. So when I lived in L.A., uh, I got a job at the L.A. LGBT Center, and I was a youth advocate there. And it just, you know, I wanted to work somewhere that helped people and was gay because that's how I felt that that was my identity at that time and still is help people and be gay. So uh, (laughs) LGBT center as a young adult. um, Well, I guess it was just a youth center. Yeah. It's called the youth center on Highland and they're a drop-in center, a shelter. They give meals. um, They help people with legal things. They, you know, the whole gamut they'll help you with and they needed overnight people for their shelter. So Got my foot in the door, did grave shift for a while at their young adult uh, LGBT shelter. And then after a year, well, after like three months of that, moved to the day shift, stayed there for a year and then moved somewhere else as I do. Uh, but then I went into like finance because naturally, sure. I, okay. you're, you're right. Like an English major going into finance. Logical steps. Uh, uh, I'm not really sure why I went into finance, maybe to try something different or whatever because I needed a job probably was the real reason but after two and a half years of startup culture which is cool in the beginning right like to have dogs in the office and people riding around on scooters and stuff now when you um, sorry yeah I was gonna say when you you say finance and startup culture you're talking about you worked for an organization that invested in new ideas new companies that kind of thing Good question. No, I was in the finance department of um, like an Airbnb competitor. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It was for a while. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then after like two and a half years of that, I just wanted to stop. I, I got fed up making white men richer and helping no one. Like I was actually hurting people because as you might know, the short term rental housing market is having a huge impact on like long-term renters in cities. Mm-hmm. It's pretty detrimental. Um, so I was like, wow, I'm contributing to a problem and not helping anyone. And who am I, who am I helping white, white rich men? So wanted to get out of that and found, found uh, that Seattle was like this nexus for services for people who actually needed help. And were in my target demographic of young, queer, um, like marginalized people at the intersections. And so, yeah, Seattle was it. And then I um, applied for a case manager position and Hey, here I am a year and a half later. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. Thank God for turnover. Cause I didn't have a degree, but they needed me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure they, they wanted you for more reasons than just needing you. <laughs> oh, thank you. They haven't fired me yet, so that's a good sign. That's uh, that's always the benchmark of success. Like, am I doing a good job? Well, I'm still work here, so I guess it's <laughs> so. Um, where else did you did you live in the years that you kind of moved around a little? And 
like what what made you leave did you were you just planning to live somewhere new every time or was it like a, a this place isn't for me type of thing Oh, good question. Um, okay, so let's go through it, because sometimes I forget the places that I've been. Um, <laughs> let's do this together. Started in Connecticut, moved to L.A., went there for a partner, um, and then I left because that relationship ended, and sometimes, you know, if you're a fire sign, you just got to go. So I went to Nashville, which is where my best friend lived, which is Lauren, the co-founder of the GSA in college. She lives there. She's just an amazing human and uh, is pursuing music, so I went and lived with her for a year. That makes sense. Well, not sense. with her, but, you know, in Nashville for a year. Yeah, 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 it was cool. And then from Nashville, where did we go? Where did we go? San Diego. Oh, the And best. that was, oh, man, it was cool. And that was to continue a relationship, the one from L.A. that didn't go so hot. We, you know, we wanted round two, and then we learned, and so I left San Diego. Uh, <laughs> bless you, Noah, if you're listening. I love you, and you're one of my favorite people on the planet. So after San Diego, it was Boston. Um, slightly different. In there, I, slightly different. <laughs> yeah. I, I have this thing of never going like uh, across, like in a logical way across the United States. It's always coast to coast in a big way for some reason. Just the cultural differences of San Diego to Boston. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, San Diego is amazing. And Portland is in there somewhere. And um, where else did I live? I think that's it, maybe. But mostly the reasons that I go places are for people. It's always people, whether it's a, a partnership or best friends, just the community usually. Seattle was a little bit different. It was, I don't know, I just was looking for somewhere super like liberal and somewhere that I could help people. And Seattle was the best option at the time. And I'm so glad that I came here. But usually when I leave, it's right around that year mark that I don't know if y'all believe in astrology or put any stock in it at all. Um, but uh, I get antsy. <laughs> I I believe in astrology. What's oh, yeah. I'm can't believe I'm about to say this. What's your sign? <laughs> oh hey, uh, I'm glad you asked. So I'm sure. a Sagittarius, double Scorpio. Ah, and that just really means not a lot. It just means I like to move around a lot. Travel is one of the top things in my life. I get really antsy when I'm rooted in one place because I feel like there's so much going on in other places that I want to see and learn from. And if I'm in one place, how am I ever going to learn those things? So I have to go and experience them and see them. Very valid. Very valid. I know I have a hard time with the uh, astrology and whatnot. And as a Pi I'm a Pisces and, um, <laughs> nice. when I read things about it or like about me, my personality traits, I'm like, well, that's very accurate, but I still don't buy any of this. <laughs> <laughs> See, me and you are very different because I'm a cancer. So I'm like, ah. I'm like, I need my home. I need my close friends and we can call it a day. <laughs> oh, I wish I wish. Can you pass some of that over to me so that I can finally buy a house? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can try. <laughs> All right. We'll mind melt later. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, I was, Mason and I look at each other like, what are you going to say? I was going to ask uh, about yoga. Do you, do you oh. like yoga? Do you have any interest in it? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I do love yoga. I just finished my 200-hour yoga teacher training certification process. 
Congratulations. In November. Congratulations. And now it's February, right? Thank you. It was a whole ordeal. It was a lot. <laughs> but s- holy shit, I'm done now. Yeah, it it's was a, cool. Sounds um, intensive. So I'm starting this brand slash have started this brand called Yoga Queer. It's all one word. Um, and we have a fancy hashtag Yoga Queer. Yes. Look it up, folks, if you want. You could. The Instagram is Yoga Queer and the website is yogaqueer.com, all that stuff. You Facebook. You scored with that Instagram name. Oh, that's a I great handle. I am surprised oh you didn't gosh. you didn't have to be like Yoga Queer one. Yes, someone cyber squatting. <laughs> I'll give you three hundred dollars. Give up the name. No, I'm so yes, that's what everyone says. They're like Yoga Queer what? And I'm like, that's it. That's the whole thing. I got it. Like it's mine. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, no, it's amazing, but it's um like a, a budding business. I'm moving to, back to Nashville in June. Sure. So I like don't want to start any of the community. It's, it's kind of a sad thing, actually. I'm in Seattle for the next few months, but I don't want to start anything community-wise because I know that I'm going to Nashville. So I have all these dreams for Nashville of creating like a queer meditation community and um, sliding scale classes and free classes for people in marginalized groups and uh, but I can't start until June when I get there. <laughs> yeah. Give you more time to build up the fire. That's true. That's, um, you know, getting business cards and stuff now, which is a very foreign concept to me, but they're cheaper than I thought they would be. They've got some crazy business cards out there too, like pop-up book business cards. Yeah, I, yeah. It's Whack. crazy. Yeah, people, people go all out with business cards. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm in phase one of business cards. I'm going to have to look at these pop-up ones. I don't know about all this. Okay. You're in like up. you're in the like free Vistaprint. Yeah, I was going to say Vistaprint, <laughs> proud sponsor of the community. <laughs> yes, I'm proud sponsor. <laughs> yeah. I never got past the Vistaprint stage, so. Mm-hmm. Well, they make a quality product, Mason, and you don't need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. You're right. (laughs) Promo code in bio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god, Jared can't even breathe. Sorry, I have all. Then I've started like all the other references. Like, well, you know, when you're at home using your Quip toothbrush, you can also find yourself. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) All the ads and reads people have to do for podcasts. Oh, they're so good. One day we'll maybe have to do that. Hopefully, that'd be nice. Get a sponsor of some kind. Um, I believe in your ability to artfully weave in those ads and not make them feel contrived. I think you guys can do it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. We'll see one day. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you about your journey to um, discovering your your gender identity, or at least discovering mm. that they, them pronouns is what mm-hmm. works for you. Oh my gosh, I love this story. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. So another promo coming at you, Camp Brave Trails. Uh, it happens every summer. It's an LGBTQ youth leadership camp. So it's 12 to 18-ish year olds. Um, they go for six weeks in LA and like one or two weeks in Maryland. So they're on both coasts. Um, it's a leadership-based camp, like I said. So along with regular summer camp things, uh, archery and swimming and like crafts and stuff, they throw in really cool workshops that are led by volunteers in the community. So 
some past ones have been um, like resume building, um, how to make a kick-ass GSA, how to uh, take the skills that you learn in your GSA and take them out into activist uh, moments in the community. And, you know, just really great things like that, like um, how to make your passion into a career, you know. Yeah, really practical, cool real-world skills, which yeah, school doesn't give you. Yeah, isn't taught often <laughs> enough in our education system. <laughs> exactly, and is even harder um, to master when you're marginalized. I would say on the, the more of the fringe of society. Yeah, when there are no mentors and no visible representatives in the community, exactly, yeah. or in media. Mm-hmm. So, and to make it gay, like <laughs> they have a drag, <laughs> like a drag program. They have a poetry unit that I uh, teach. They have, oh God, what else is super gay? They have theater and improv. They have like all these <laughs> elements that you wouldn't normally have at a summer camp. And maybe you wouldn't even have in your community if you're from like rural Texas. But if you come to Brave Trails, yes, we will teach you how to do drag. Yes, you can perform your, I don't know, like eight minute stand up, like, comedy bit and yes you can wear whatever the fuck you want when you do it and we're going to support you um anywho that is a place that is for campers but it is also for the staff so the reason i heard about it was because i was working at the la lgbt center and one of my coworkers, kayla um we, were, we had the same role and we were in the pantry one day filling up snacks for snack time and she was telling me about her dream and she said i really want to create um, like a queer summer camp. I really want a place because Kayla's always been really connected to summer camp in her life. And she wanted a place where queer kids could go and feel accepted. Um, and like the cabins, for instance, are not separated by gender as they are in traditional summer camps. They're separated by age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so she wanted a place that she, that queer kids could go and feel super accepted and be able to have that experience with all of themselves and not having to leave anything out or leave anything at home. So lo and behold, a few years later, she and her partner just made that camp and applied to be a counselor. And I have been, this will be my fourth summer. And it's literally what I base my year around every year is this camp and the six or seven weeks that I spend there every summer, it refills my batteries and it allows me getting back to your question to like, kind of test the waters with where I am in life. So uh, campers are allowed and encouraged to try out new names and new pronouns whenever they want to. And so are staff. So I was able to try out they, them pronouns um, and other names. Like sometimes I go in certain uh, circumstances where I feel safe or however I'm feeling. Right. So that's where I learned that. Sorry, for me. you cut off really quickly, and we literally, you cut off right when you said the name, so I want to make sure we, <laughs> we get that. Uh, the name is Micah. Sometimes I go oh, by Micah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I love that yeah. name specifically. Thank you. I don't know if you ever watched the show Heroes. No, but it's on my list. Yes. Marvel? Okay, so there's a, no, I'm not sure who it is, but there's a, uh, there's a, character a kid in that in that series and he is one of my favorite characters and his name is micah oh my god heroes is the one with milo ventimiglia from from gilmore girls right yes oh yeah that's been on my list for quite some time maybe it's time to do that this weekend but yeah sorry for interrupting anyways you're you're uh you get to (laughs) get to test out those the pronouns and new names and that kind of stuff yeah, so I just, one one day at camp, I thought, like, 
why not? Let me try they, them pronouns. Like she, her has been my thing for so long. And if it ends up still being my thing, then at least I, you know, gave it a shot. And now I'm really confirmed in that analysis. So I gave they, them a shot and it was like earth shot. It was, it was so validating to hear they, them rather than she, her. I, I cannot even explain the difference and how profound it was for me. Um, yeah. And to hear they, them with a combination of Micah and to know like, man, it was just, I'm still trying to put words to it to this day. Like I, I really encourage anyone listening ever to this podcast to try out different pronouns, no matter what they are um, in your safe circles, because there's so much more available in terms of identity than you might be thinking of. And comfort is a thing. Comfort and safety are definitely things that are like important and valid and might be at the top of your list. But if you ever get an opportunity to try another set of pronouns or another name, do it as an experiment for yourself, as an experiment for the people who love and surround you. It's, it's a good experiment, even if you don't plan on sticking with them. So I do want to say something really quick. Um, yeah. That's kind of not necessarily about you, but yeah, it's something that has been on my mind for a little bit. Um, there's this this thing that people have been battling back and forth about is like, can you be trans if you don't have dysphoria? And mm. and I the biggest thing in my mind that tells me like, yes, like you can be trans if you don't have dysphoria is trans is an umbrella and there's such thing as gender euphoria. And what you're describing mm. to me, as far as people like validating your pronouns and your name and everything, like you having this safe space for me sounds like you were experiencing gender euphoria, which mm. I feel like there's sort of this, there's this, you know, spectrum in a way of like, a spectrum of dysphoria and a spectrum of euphoria. And I don't necessarily think that you have to identify as like a trans man or a trans woman to experience gender euphoria. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I completely agree. (laughs) Yeah. No, I had heard that term like a couple of years ago and it, I forgot that it was a thing until you just said it, but I absolutely agree that what I was experiencing at the time of, well, any time in that camp really is gender euphoria, 100%. And if I may talk a little bit about um, the dysphoria and transness conversation, is that all right? Yeah, of course. Um, I also agree with you (laughs) again, Mason. Great job. (laughs) Um, I, I think that the only requisite for transness is being not cis right so it doesn't there is no definition saying you to be trans you must also have dysphoria that's not part of it I've never it's kind of like it sounds really gatekeepy to me like someone's out there trying to put people who are um, morphing outside of a box back into a different box and that doesn't feel right that I feels agree. very 
Felici and I am not a fan. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think we should discount people who experience dysphoria, but I also don't think we should discount the identities of people who may not experience it or may not experience it as strongly as other people who might be like far on the spectrum of male or female. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess I'm just rambling at this point, but what you, who you are and your experience is valid and we should be in support of each other. Everyone. Snaps to that, Jared. Also, it occurs to me that, that, uh, making dysphoria, because dysphoria, correct me if I'm wrong, is directly related to a bodily experience, right? We're talking about bodily perception at that point. It's also, I think it's bodily perception, but it's also, um, it can be like you not having a deep voice, but I guess that is like your voice is a part of your body. Yeah. But I guess it's, and it's, it's just feeling of discomfort based on how you're perceived or how you even okay. are perceiving yourself. Yeah. I think where I was going with that was um, gender for me. My non-binarism is heavily, um, heavily mental. So I don't, I rarely, or sometimes I do, but I try not to relate it to my body at all. And maybe that compartmentalization is what helps me not be dysphoric. Um, you know, some days I am and some days I'm not, but I'm not sure. Now my brain is going through all these uh, I'm sorry. Like, hurdles. No, I, I love that. <laughs> I love the, the thinking food. I'm a big fan. Wow. I was just... You've given me some food for thought for sure. <laughs> I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> No, that's really good. I love, I love thinking about gender. It's good to be introspective and thinking about that. No, I was just going to circle back to uh, Camp Brave Trails. I mean, that sounds incredible, and those people are doing, uh, doing the real work, and uh, that's an amazing. Hell, I'd love to go to queer camp as an adult. That sounds f- fantastic. As yeah, summer camp, real. oh my, my god. Well, they're always looking for volunteers. You know, ah. so if you ever wanted to be a camp counselor. Or just give a workshop, you know. They're always looking for workshop presenters, too. L- little known fact, you might know this, but I was actually a camp director for three summers when I was younger. You were? I was, yeah. Oh, I my was gosh. one of, like, uh, what did I have? I had, I was in charge of all the counselors for first through third or fourth grade boys for three mm-hmm. summers. Oh, it was a nightmare. Nightmare. Not the kids. The kids were the easy part. It was the counselors <laughs> being in charge of teenagers <laughs> who didn't want to work and like were definitely not paid enough for what they were doing. And yeah, it was it was it was all of the parts of Wet Hot American Summer they didn't show. Like <laughs> oh, <laughs> nothing fun. Yes. <laughs> it looks like it looks like you found your calling. You have the experience. Oh yeah, right. It's in Maryland. It's oh, not far. I love Maryland. Maryland. Love Maryland. We'll go get some uh go to a um, what the, uh, crab? Um, oh, I can't think. Of, oh, crab feast! We'll go do a crab feast. Oh, be fantastic! Are you talking about crabs? What? Yeah, Maryland crab crab feast. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I go I've, to Baltimore. I've only been to Maryland, like actually been there for more than like maybe a day mm-hmm. once, mm-hmm. and they definitely have got some some seafood stuff going. Oh on yeah. There. 
Blue crab? Oh, so good. I think that maybe the two of you should spend a week or possibly two weeks there for Brave Trails to be counselors because that would be amazing. The things that you could stay, say to those youth, oh my. I think I've, I think on a personal level that would be really fun, but I think by the end of it, Mason and I might kill each other two weeks <laughs> together. <laughs> or just never, well. never talk again after that. <laughs> See, I wanna, I wanna, I wanted us to go to a Trans Philly Health Conference. I don't know if you've heard about that. Oh yeah, yes I have. Um, yeah, I oh, want really? me and you. Dad. Oh, I was like, <laughs> are you talking about us? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I wanted us to go, but then I was like, ah, we would have to be in a hotel together. <laughs> we would be fine. I'm only kidding around. No, we'd be fine. But yeah, I, I remember you telling. Or you posting about Camp Braith Charles, and I was just blown away that that existed because it's yeah, it's necessary if you ask me. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. It's pretty life changing, definitely. And correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a a way to donate to Camp Brave Trails, right? Oh yes, if, there is. If, if you, you go to bravetrails.org, so if you feel so inclined and you have the means, bravetrails.org, and just click on their donate button, they're always accepting. Money that I, oh, I maybe won't, don't want to say that it, I don't know, but I know last year they gave $40,000 worth of scholarships to youth so that oh, they may, wow. you know, attend camp. So I know a hefty amount of the donations at least goes to scholarships. That's amazing. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bravetrails.org, correct? Get it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you have anything that you want to share that we haven't necessarily touched on? Hmm, let's see. This is not the queer there and everywhere part, is it? No, no. just like oh, for that's you. separate. Okay. Actually, um, if I may, so I was scrolling. Thank you. I was scrolling through your Instagram feed, and I saw something that I haven't seen. Oh, gosh, it had to have been close to 15 years ago now that I read this book. Oh, my gosh. What did you see? I saw a photograph of the book Dharma Punks. Oh, Dharma Punks, yes. I met the author. This is a really random story, but I was a friend's uh, older cousin worked for Vans Warp Tour. That's how long ago this mm-hmm. was. Nice. And so we got to go, and we got like backstage passes and stuff. It was a really lovely day. And he introduced us to the author of that book while he was there, like at a tent selling them. And I remember mm-hmm. I bought a copy of it that day. And, uh, I, it's, I haven't picked that book up. I mean, I probably read it 15 years ago now, but, uh, mm-hmm. I still have it. And every once in a while I think about, it, I should probably pick this up and reread it again. Yeah. I think what's that? Noah Levine. I think, uh, maybe. <laughs> I think Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you hear that he's in a little bit of controversy right now? I did not. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you know, yeah. Sh- should, we, should we go down this road? Do we want to throw somebody <laughs> under the bus? Depends um, on the they can They can Google it if they want to. There you go. That's a good idea. Yeah. No, but I haven't actually gotten to, to reading that book yet. It's in my big stack of things I'm supposed to read this year. It's number three. So it's funny that stack never seems to get smaller. I don't know why. I know I've had a similar problem where I'm like, I have all these books, but why haven't I finished this one, this one, this one? It's because every time you you read a book, you're like, oh, like I want to buy this book, and then you buy it, and then you add it to the stack, and yeah. it never. <laughs> yeah, 
It's a Every never time. Ending, it's a never-ending loop. Man. Vicious circle. That's okay. There are worse problems to have. Truth. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything you want to share, or do you want to queer there and everywhere? Um, let's see. Nope, my brain is blanking, as often does in situations like this, so I think I'm ready for queer there and everywhere. Let's do it. All right, so um, do you have any queer person, place, thing, (laughs) business, magazine, human, whatever that you want to share with the world that deserves a little little publicity, I guess? (laughs) I absolutely do. So you know that I'm based in Seattle, and you know what else is based in Seattle? The organization Tomboy X who makes underwear for trans and gender non-conforming and all the non-binary and just people at large in general. They're amazing. They're queer owned. Um, they use no sweatshop labor, which is why their prices might be a little bit higher than you're used to, but it's completely worth it. Trust me. You get what you pay um, for. Yeah. It's transparently sourced. Uh, they have so many different sizes. Do you know some companies only go up to like what, like, XL and then they stop. No, there's like six XL. They go down to extra, extra small, like for all humans and all sizes. And they're just a great company. They donate um, thousands of dollars worth of merchandise to the shelter that I work at every Christmas. Like all of the things that they used in their photo shoots and can't sell, like things that are labeled incorrectly and sometimes just straight up merchandise. They just donate it to us in boxes and boxes and boxes for our youth. Uh, And they actually took a youth on an internship in their company who is now working in the clothing business because he routed through Tomboy X and had that on his resume. And now he's in the clothing business. So they are a fantastic company who walks the talk. They're so good. That's so good to know because I cannot tell you how many times on podcasts that I listen to people have been like, Tomboy X, Tomboy X. You don't X. follow them? No, I do. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, they like, make, the designs are great. They're really fun. It's a great company, but just to hear like the backstory of, you know, them helping queer people, not just, you know, mm-hmm. selling to queer people is... Yeah, not just Incredible. making money off of a a, a, commu- a loyal and faithful community. <laughs> yeah. Actually doing the, no, the right thing. Like when you go to Pride and Webster Bank is there and you're like, what is going oh on? Oh my Why? God. <laughs> banks out of Pride. <laughs> are you yeah. gay and need a mortgage? You're like, what? Why are you here? What? <laughs> Did you say, are you gay and need a mortgage? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Every pride I've ever been to has a. There's like a realtor company there. And a That's bank. a lie, though, because no, why? Bethel Pride. Did you know that Bethel actually has a pride now? Oh, that's true. They didn't have what? Yeah. Um, Do they have banks too? No. Uh, oh, good. Who knows? But I mean, they're still they're still locally run. Um, <laughs> but good. yeah, I Jared and I actually played together. The last year at Put Pride. a little band together there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, mm. it went pretty well, but it's nice because it's, it's like small and, you know, all local. Very mom and pop. All of the, all of the vendors are local. So there's wow. no, there's no uh, big Webster Bank sign out. <laughs> Great. It's still grassroots and they don't do corporate. That's fucking phenomenal. And yeah. do you two play music together? It's happened a time or two. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah. I've I've always played I've I don't know God for oh uh, this is true too it's weird to say but I've been playing music for like twenty years now that's so strange nice uh, but yeah we so last year uh, Mason tapped me and uh, another friend of ours shout out to Mickey Blur um, <laughs> to put a thing together to play at Pride there was a couple bands that day and uh, we played a bunch of originals written by the one the only Mason Sacco and then uh, a yes. couple of uh, covers near and dear to my heart i thought were fantastic songs to cover and then i mm-hmm. think we're gonna do it again this year i think so too oh looks like yes. a big reveal uh but yeah oh my i hope that you record that so that i can watch it from wherever i am in the Th- united states that's true we didn't we should have uh, gotten yeah. video of that or something we'll do it this year yeah we'll put maybe we'll yeah. put it out somewhere on the internet so people can see it speaking of the Thank internet <laughs> where what about it? where can people find you on the internet Oh, if, me on the internet. If, if you want to be if found. If you want to. If you want to be found. I do want to be found, specifically through my Yoga Queer account, because I'd love to incorporate as many people as possible into the queer yoga, meditation, and asana movement. So please find me on Instagram at Yoga Queer, one word, and then yogaqueer.com. Uh, and those are that's where you can find me. Yeah. The union of two powerful, powerful worlds. <laughs> All that is queer and yoga. It's good for you. You should, you know, get, you're not very flexible. You need to work on that. Good for your body and good for your soul and good for your social life if you do it right. You can tell you are an English major because you just rhymed. Oh, oh, geez. <laughs> Unintentional rhyming. The benchmark for. Uh... <laughs> english major yes exactly well thank you so much for doing this it's so great to to hear from you and uh ditto it's it's so great to have you on the podcast you're such a great representation of the queer community and everything that you do and uh Mm Yeah, thanks. Yes, thank you very much for coming on. Doing great work, Aww. and uh, this was lovely uh, chatting with you for the first time. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you both. I look forward to this and cringing over my own voice whenever it comes oh, out. Oh, don't worry. Everybody does, <laughs> myself included. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, well, catch catch Michelle on uh, Yoga Queer at, on Instagram, and uh, thanks, for everyone, for listening, and have a good have a good week. Have a good week, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Do not forget that you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can also rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. It's a big help to us, and you can always contact us through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email if you have any questions um, or just want to reach out. So thanks for being a part of the community. We hope to hear from you, and have a great week. And remember, if it takes work to love yourself, do do the the work. work.